Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Command Partners, the top full-service crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped raise over $70 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by The Gadget Flow, a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. The Gadget Flow is the ultimate buyer's guide for cool luxury gadgets and creative gifts. To learn more, visit thegadgetflow.com. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I'm joined by Sean Alexander with Elwin. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So Elwin, this truly fit wireless earbud, you guys crushed it on day one. You guys are trending to do quite a bit of capital raise on your Kickstarter campaign. Congrats on the success so far. Please tell our audience a little bit more about the product. Sure. Um, thanks, by the way. Yeah, the, the first day was pretty insane, actually. So we, we really didn't know what to expect and kind of went a little nuts on us there in the very beginning. So it's it pretty fun to to watch and be a part of it and have that all go nuts. So it was good times. The product itself uh, is really pretty straightforward. We, um, we're all kind of outdoor enthusiast type guys and we wanted to create some headphones that just didn't have any wires. Uh, we got tired of people calling Bluetooth wireless headphones wireless when you had a wire between the two headphones. It's like, it doesn't really seem like it's wireless if it has a wire between the two. So. We started researching it, and uh, we started talking with our group that uh, we've been partnered with for quite some time, and kind of challenged our factory to come up with something that would that would work. Uh, the biggest issue with all of this is trying to get the left one to connect to the right one and still have a good connection because we have a head in the way, so it makes the connection a little bit more difficult. But yeah, so they went they went at it and really kind of came out with something really cool. We we're excited about it and we've been testing it for for over a year now, I guess. And we really wanted to focus on two major points. The, the first one was the fit. Uh, as we were going around and talking to people, we realized that that was the number one complaint and the number one rule was to make sure that they fit right. Uh, nothing else really matters on any level if they don't fit right. And a lot of people brought that up almost as like a secondary thing. They were like, oh, yeah, this matters and that matters and this matters. Oh, but they got to fit. And it was like, all right. And we realized that every single person brought up fit. So we wanted to make sure that we did that. And then the reason that we decided to go the route of just a whole bunch of options, we have 48 different ear tips and hooks and, and loops and everything else to make it so that you honestly can't shake these things out, even if you try. In fact, it's been pretty entertaining to watch people try and shake them out of their head. They can't do it. It's you know, it's made for some good blooper videos for us to watch people shaking their heads around and try and get them out. But it was really inspired by a military vet who came walking into our office one day, and we were just sitting there talking to him about a whole bunch of different stuff. And one of his ears is significantly different than the other. Uh, he's got a lot of cauliflower in his ear from his jujitsu days. And, um, you know, so he can never really get earbuds to fit both ears. And so we decided, well, we need to make sure that our earbuds will work for everybody and anybody, including, you know, Purple Heart War vets 
who have uh, issues with their ears and so on. So uh, that was kind of where we came up with that. And then uh, the second point was the battery life because when you're trying to create something as small as earbuds, uh, it's always a game of battery life versus size. And so we really have to play that balancing act. The thing that always frustrated us with all the other Bluetooth earbuds in the industry is that you have to take them out and put them on a charger for 30 to 45 to an hour long to recharge them. And we didn't want to do that. I don't want to be out doing a bike, you know, going on a big, long bike ride and have to take them out to charge them for an hour during that bike ride if I, if I need to. Well, so we came up with the idea of the Infinity Band, which allows you to, when your earbuds die, just plug in the Infinity Band. So now they are like the old school Bluetooth wireless headphones with the wire in between them except that wire is recharging your earbuds for you. It takes usually on average between 30 and 40 minutes. And so when you recharge them, you can unplug the infinity band and you can go recharge the infinity band if you're near a power source. So it'll be ready to recharge your earbuds again for the second time once they do die again. So those are the two major points that we really wanted to focus on that we really wanted to make sure we hit. Everything else is state of the art. We've used aptx cbc all the latest technology with bluetooth 4.2 all that stuff to make sure that we're right there in, in the mix of all the technology side um but to be honest those were kind of the the gimmies i don't think we really looked at it any other way it was like okay we put all the latest technology in there to make sure that they sound the way they're supposed to sound the best quality that we can get from that standpoint but we really wanted to focus on those two major issues awesome no and you guys have crushed it with that i mean you guys are located in the in the hotbed of Utah right now for all the startups in Salt Lake City. It's interesting that you guys have manufactured and designed, you know, like you stated, over millions of headphones yourself, but for all of these different companies over the years. What made you truly decide to go into this as an entrepreneur now and create your own brand? Uh, you know, it was just kind of that time for us. We We looked at it and we always said if we ever came out with an earbud that was truly revolutionary, something that we could really get behind ourselves, then that would be the time that we really wanted to do that. In the past, what we've had is other companies coming to us and our factory and our marketing firm to create for them. So that was theirs. They were making it. We were just the people making it for them, right? But we weren't the ones designing, creating, all that. So when we decided to do this, it want, we wanted it to be something that we designed. And we looked in the market, and there really wasn't a lot. Since we started this, there's been quite a few. It's one of those things, right? You throw it out in the universe, and then everybody seems to be doing it. But, yeah, when we first started, I think, honestly, Erin was the only one that we even knew anything about. And since then, there's been tons of different companies that have come and gone and tried, and some have gone okay, some have gone not so okay. But yeah, like like you said, we we really kind of crushed it in that first first day or two. I mean, we sold out in I think thirty six minutes, or we reached our goal, I guess, in thirty six minutes. And the early bird was four minutes. I didn't even get to log into my computer, and we were already sold out of the early bird one. You can't and beat that, right? That was gone, and it was like, holy smokes! So, talk about some of the uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's truly impressive, Sean. I mean, talk about some of that prep work. I mean, leading up to the Kickstarter campaign that led to your immediate success. Right, so Kickstarter for us is new. Uh, we we don't know anything about Kickstarter, so we just kind of relied on, honestly, podcasts like yours, where we could go and kind of learn 
and figure out what other people were doing and how they did it. So we hired a PR firm, uh, PR Media Now. We hired them to do that. Uh, great company. We've enjoyed working with them. They helped us put together our PR stuff. Uh, the big push that we did prior to launch was all advertising-based, and specifically Facebook advertising. We really focused in on that. Uh, we have a great in-house guy that does that for us. So we, we launched a pretty big campaign. So we knew that we would fund quickly because we had, I, I think it was somewhere around 12,000 or so people that had signed up for our newsletter prior to the launch. So we knew that that would convert. We had no idea what the percentages would be because, again, this was new to us. We really we didn't know. We've done a lot of the other sides, and we've gone to retail countless numbers of times, uh, but we've never gone the route of a Kickstarter campaign. And really, the major reason we went to Kickstarter was just because I'm a huge fan. I really pushed for it. I wanted to do it. It was kind of my thing to go to the Kickstarter side. Um, because I like it. I love the concept. I love the idea. I love the platform. It's something that we really could get behind from an idea standpoint. So, so we're excited to be a part of it. We just honestly didn't know what to expect. So, so you're looking yeah, pretty smart right now, huh, Sean? Yeah, I was going to say, I looked all right that first day. That's for sure. It was like, all right, good call. You know? so, <laughs> right on. It, it's been fun, man. It really has. I'm so appreciative to all the people that have been backing us and everything. We get lots of crazy comments and I try to keep up with them. I'm not very good at it and apologize to any of the backers that happen to listen to this. You know, but it's just it's been very overwhelming, very crazy, very fun, exciting, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, overwhelming is a great problem to have, but it is still a problem. So we're trying to keep up with everything that's kind of getting thrown our direction on this thing. While still working our retail, because we've already got retail outlets that are looking for us and, and ready to sign with them as soon as we do finish this campaign as well. So, you know, this is just one piece of the puzzle and we're trying to keep up with it best we can. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad Art of the Kickstart was able to help you down that path on the education side. Well, we appreciate that. So what what have been some of the challenges that you've incurred so far? You know, given, given this is your first Kickstarter campaign, what are some of the things that you've run across that you didn't expect? Uh, the biggest one, to be honest, is the ability to change anything after you launch. We learned quickly that we were overcharging for the international shipping. And honestly, that's because we just, we didn't know. We looked at our FedEx account and said, okay, how much to ship to Europe? How much to, ship to South America? And I came back and said, oh, on average, it was like 40-something bucks. Okay, so we charged 40-something bucks for shipping and come to find out there's lots of fulfillment houses that specialize which you learn very quickly once you launch a successful campaign because you get hit up for that by like a hundred different <laughs> fulfillment houses right to do that side which i didn't expect as well but we learned that there were a lot of good fulfillment houses out there that that specialize in doing exactly what we're doing and helping a kickstarter campaign to fulfill on all these different uh all over the world and everything else. And so we were able to drastically cut the cost of the shipping, which was great. And we're happy to pass that along to the end consumer, of course. So we tried to drop the shipping from 45 to 20 and came started more and said, yeah, no, you can't do that. We're like, but we're, we're trying to help the customer save money. And they're like, no, once somebody backs the reward, that's it. You can't change it. It's like, okay. So then we had to end reward levels. 
and kind of relaunch reward levels. Right. And now we're going to have to refund everybody 20 bucks or $25 per thing. So I'm not looking forward to that nightmare at the end, but it is something we will do. I mean, we're, we're happy to make sure that we only charge everybody what they're supposed to be charged and stuff. So we'll do everything we can there to, uh, to do that. So. That, that will be a little bit of a logistical nightmare, I sure. see, coming already, but we'll get there. In terms of shipping fulfillment, then, who who did you end up going with, just so our listeners will know and we'll include yeah, the link? Uh, well, after interviewing, I don't even remember how many now, we chose Flowship, F-L-O-S-H-I-P, Flowship. Uh, the girl, Stephanie, over there is fantastic. They're based out of Hong Kong, which is great for us because our factory happens in Shenzhen, or just outside of Shenzhen, and... Uh, so we can truck it right down there and then ship it directly from their Hong Kong office to all the international people. Ironically, because of that, it looks like our international people will probably get the product before our U.S. backers, which is an interesting problem, I guess. Well, be a nice, uh, a nice bonus can. for them, right? Right. So it's like, all right, well, kind of a kind of a cool little deal, but. So the U.S. guys will have to wait a little bit longer because we'll be shipping it by boat, obviously, from our factory in China over here to Salt Lake, and then we'll be fulfilling from there. Well, actually, we'll fulfill out of Phoenix. But anyway, so we'll be fulfilling from the U.S. that way, whereas international guys will be getting it from Flowship. And I had somebody ask me who the carriers were, and I was like, I don't even have a clue. Uh, they had like, a whole bunch to choose from, and I don't remember, so... We'll look that up and let them know. But yeah, Flowship was great. We're excited to use them and work with them. So if there's one thing that you would do differently starting the whole process over again, what would you do differently outside of the shipping and you know the logistics thing? Honestly, that's that's kind of the main the main deal. I would have done a little bit more research on and with Kickstarter. We waited way too long to reach out to Kickstarter in the first place. Uh, they were really really helpful actually, which we were surprised. But they were very helpful in helping us get everything going. But we waited till about a week or two before our launch to even contact them. So by the time that they were able to kind of walk us through a lot of things, you know, it was, it was a little too late. So I would have reached out to them a lot earlier because they sent over a whole bunch of tips and tricks and changes and updates and thoughts and everything like that to help make our campaign uh, quite a bit better. So I, I would definitely reach out to them earlier. And I would have, I would have focused more on the PR side. Uh, we focused pretty much all of our energy and time on the, um, the advertising side pre-launch and really didn't do a whole lot of the PR side. We really probably should have spent some time taking some of the prototypes to the major, you know, networks and whatnot to get them to do reviews on it, which we didn't do. Uh, we're sending them stuff now, but it's pretty late to be doing that. So we learned. That was something we should have done early on in the effort, but, you know, it's all right. Fair enough. No, I mean, you guys have seen good success so far. So, you know, I think everything's looking at looking pretty well, you know, given we've got a couple weeks left in the campaign. So this gets us into our launch round where I rapid fire questions at you, Sean. You good to go? Yeah. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Uh, I've, I've always been an entrepreneur. Every job I've had or every company I've been a part of has always been small startup companies. It comes with a certain level of risk and comes with a certain level of reward, but it's just a fun roller coaster ride. I love everything about it. Uh, I honestly can't imagine uh, being the guy working at a huge company, nine to five every day, same old, same old type thing. That's just not my style. And so I've always enjoyed the thrill of 
of launching a new company and and building it into something. So I'm with you there, Sean. I've always done. (laughs) Absolutely. So if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would you want to meet with? That's a great question. You know, I've had the opportunity to meet some really good ones. So, you know, I honestly the most the most interesting person I have met that I probably would have chosen as my top person was uh, Elon Musk uh, with Tesla. So what, what, what would be your first question for Elon? Well, Elon is interesting. You don't get to ask a whole lot of questions, Elon. He's very quick, goes right through it. But, you know, I honestly, the, the, the way the conversation went with me and him, it went a lot along the lines of, what's your overall goal? And so that just kind of got him going because he really wants to change the world. He's not interested in just making a ton of money for himself and all that. He wants to change the world. So it was interesting to just see his overall plan of what step-by-step he's going to take to transform what we currently have from an energy standpoint to where he sees us moving forward. So that was very, very interesting to kind of go through and get to listen and, and they based that whole character Iron Man, right? Robert Downey Jr. They based it off of Elon Musk, and and you can tell because they are very very similar. So if you think of the Iron Man character, that is him. He's crazy, and it's a lot of fun to talk to him. So, so in speaking, very interesting. So in speaking about your one goal, then what what's the one big thing you want to accomplish with Elwin, or just in general? In general, you know, I I enjoy bringing. This is going to sound really cheesy, and I I get that, but I actually really just enjoy bringing happiness. I'm a very happy-go-lucky guy, just very laid back, very just enjoying life in general. So anything I can do to help make sure that I bring as many people happiness as I can, that's a win for me. Well, we're happy to have you on the show, Sean. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. uh, What's your biggest weakness? Uh, I'm very scatterbrained, very ADD. Easily the biggest weakness, no question. I bounce all over the place. It's like squirrel, and I go run in the other direction. So staying focused is definitely the hardest part for me. What book is on your nightstand? How to Want Friends and Influence People. Where do you see yourself in five years? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, it really kind of depends on where we go with Owen, to be totally honest. Uh, we're in the business of, you know, kind of launching this brand. So hopefully in five years we'll be coming out with round three or four of these different headphones. Final question on the launch round. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think really good, to be honest. I think uh, it's only getting better every year. I think more and more people are going to start trusting the Kickstarter side of things. I think Kickstarter and, and other crowdfunding sites will really spend a lot of time vetting out companies to make sure that they actually can launch when they say they're going to launch. Uh, so that people don't end up giving a bunch of money to a company that never checks anything out. So I just I see it as something that's just going to continue to grow because it allows uh, small entrepreneurs to cover the crazy upfront costs that they can get to be able to go to a mass production model. So it really kind of gives you that opportunity. It gives everybody the opportunity to then have that capital that they need to really kind of take it to a large scale. Absolutely. No, the future is bright in crowdfunding. We're all in on it. Sean, you've been awesome. Thank you for being on the show. Please give our listeners your pitch. Tell us what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should go buy an Elwin. Yeah, I mean, thank you, by the way. Appreciate it for letting you be for uh, letting me be on. Elwin's, uh, honestly, it's just uh, truly wireless earbuds. No wires whatsoever. 
Uh, you can go to elwin.com, E-L-W-N.com. We focus a lot on the fit. We want to make sure that you guys have the perfect and absolute comfort guarantee fit for your earbuds. 48 different options for your in-ear tips to make sure that they fit no matter what your ear is, no matter what the different size ears you have on either side. And we have the Infinity Band, which will make sure that you can continue to listen all day long without having to recharge your band or take them out to recharge your earbuds. So they're amazing. They're a lot of fun. Go check them out. Awesome. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Listeners, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the show notes, links to the campaign, and everything that we talked about today. Sean, thank you again for joining us. Thanks, Roy. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes and our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. If you've loved this episode, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors and entrepreneurs find the show and helps us get better guests on here to help build your business. If you need a more hands-on crowdfunding strategy, please feel free to request a quote on commandpartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you soon.